You're listening to Between Two Consultants, Logic 2020's original business and technology podcast. I'm Nick Kelly. And I'm Ethan Silvers. We're two consultants who talk to super smart people about the latest trends in technology and business. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Between Two Consultants. My name's Ethan Silvers. And I'm Nicholas Kelly. And we are doing this live. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. We're here today with Robert Feeney. I've known Robert for about a decade. We've worked together for a while. Wonderful human being. And we're very happy to have you here. Robert, do you want to do a quick introduction of yourself? Yes. Being between two consultants, I'm honored. Thanks, gents. Um, So I'm Robert Feeney. I'm with a company called Knowledge as a Service, and we market a software as a service product called Ringarang, which is a play on the word boomerang, where we uh, help organizations send out bite-sized pieces of information to their people, and then it returns with data on what those people know or don't know about the subject. And it's like a loop that they're able to continue in communicating with their uh, with their learners, with their people on an ongoing basis on the in-between moments of their day. And it, it's a great product. Um, I've used it myself. Um, our firm has used it. And uh, everybody should go check it out. It's fantastic. Um, Nick, do you want to uh, walk us through what we're going to be doing today? Yeah. Firstly, Robert, have we met before? Uh, well, just before this, right? We have not had a chance to meet in person. Yeah, that's a it's a shame for all involved. And the reason I asked the question is <laughs> part of our process today is how can we do a dashboard in a really limited amount of time, knowing very little context and background. And uh, you gave me uh, you know a little bit of context beforehand, but really we're going to be jumping into it uh, fresh, right into it uh, without knowing it very much at all about what you want. Um, so what we're doing today, folks, it's going to be like the previous episodes where we've done the wireframing on the spot. Robert is going to be playing the part of someone we're designing a dashboard for. He's going to have to wear a couple of hats. He's going to have to act like he's a stakeholder for a dashboard. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, as well as the end consumer end user of the dashboard. And we're going to go through all the steps in the enterprise dashboard process. We're going to step through what are the goals and challenges for each of these, uh, the stakeholder, the end user. And then we're going to formulate some questions about, okay, well, what, what would those personas like to have answered? And then we're going to move on to visualizing all of that in a wireframe. It's going to be super fast, really aggressive. There is a long, comprehensive way of doing this, which could take a few weeks. And then there's the kind of 30 minute flavor that we're going to do today, uh, which is really, really fast. How to come up with the requirements and wireframe a dashboard when you're in a pinch. So that's what we're going to be covering, Ethan. Fantastic. Uh, I feel like we should come up with a uh, like a really catchy, cool name for this down and dirty 30 minute thing that we're doing. Yeah. T- any any I, I, I got I got no thoughts. If anybody wants to help us out with that, go ahead. Robert, you're you're quick and clever. Um, <laughs> that's that's what uh, nobody has ever told me. I, um, <laughs> if, but if you uh, come up with something, let us know. <laughs> said no one ever, right? Yeah, I mean, it just sounded like a game show the way you introduced it. Like, I feel like I have a red button here, bang, you know, hit it. That, that's right. That's right. Um, well, I, I do have a red button here. Um, and when you when when Nick is walking you through this and you do something wrong, which I'm expecting, I will I'll hit that buzzer. <laughs> Let everybody know that that's going on. Um, 
So I, I'm excited for this. Uh, Nick, are you, are you ready to get us kicked off? I'm good to go. And because this is a practical session, I'm going to take off my jacket. But nothing else. Uh -oh. right? Just going to take off the jacket. Uh oh, the gonna, jacket's off, guys. Oh, I'm backing up. I'm going to roll up the sleeves. <laughs> the sleeves are getting rolled up here. All right, practical yeah. session. Hard, hard working, you know, like a agricultural session. Going to be working in the field, yeah. like where I grew up in Ireland. Um, actually, you know, before we get started, Ethan, could you show us your best Irish accent, please? Oh I will God. definitely not do that uh, oh because I would like to not get fired. And <laughs> I, right. I, I fear that that would be the repercussion. But and Nick, I know where you're going with that. You're you're trying to get a new co-host. Uh, <laughs> maybe this is all. Maybe this is all just like an audition for Robert. Maybe that's <laughs> what it was. It's really awkward. <laughs> But yeah, you're, you're a smart, you're a smart individual. <laughs> and you know, my favorite part about what we're going to do, Robert, which you're about to be exposed to is um, Nick has hired a professional hand model. So oh. Nick will be walking <laughs> you through it and you're going to be seeing a professional hand model while he is showing you his uh, patented uh, dashboarding material. And Very nice. you're also going to see uh, some bling on the hand model. No expense has been spared for this show. So let's flip over here. Okay, I shall reposition myself and hopefully you can see the hands. Could we get a new hand model? <laughs> what's, uh, what's the problem here? What's... Nick, is there a story behind the bracelet? No, there's, so what I got, this is a, a bracelet from my daughter that she made this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cute. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, which we're, we're selling it's, it's, for uh, 599 um, yeah. Bitcoin. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you have a shop on Etsy? Yeah, but it's, we're one of the first retailers to accept Bitcoin for bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So let's get started. Enough of the chat, Ethan. What we're going to start with... <laughs> Robert, we need a tiny little bit of background, tiny little bit of context sure. of what this dashboard's for, and before that, what kind of organization is it for? So let, let's see, like, you know, what what do you have in mind? What company are you thinking of? And and then what are the you know, what what do you want to try and achieve with your dashboard? Well, so I'll choose it. There's one category of company that when we deliver our software to them, they're they're a large consultancy. So large tech consultancy. Let's let's even go there. And they've got they've got to sell, but they also have to deliver to customers. And uh, one of the challenges that that we help them to solve for is to drive new behaviors in their sellers and in their consultants uh, to be most effective toward getting their KPIs met in the organization. So it's it's a sales conversation. And I think that what would be really exciting for my customers, and this is this is kind of why it's exciting for me too, is to be able to see in a dashboard form, um, watching how behaviors get formed and comparing that data set to organizational KPIs being met. Brilliant. That's perfect, Robert. And I think it lines up very well with what we're trying to do here. You mentioned KPIs a few times. You know, we're talking about a sales organization. Um, so, you know, when we go through this process, we're, we're thinking of the personas. You know, so we've got a, mm -hmm. a stakeholder persona, 
and we've got a end user persona. And since it's a sales organization, the stakeholder, like VP of sales, fair enough to, to, to go with that and say someone, someone who's maybe sponsoring this type of dashboard um, will benefit, but maybe Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Cool. Let's put that in, VP <coughs> sales. And uh, please excuse the writing. I did grow up in a field in Ireland, so, you know, um, but that's those aren't even your hands, so that's, yeah, that's the hand model. No, so no a, need to apologize. Yeah, we have a, a, a neural net interface between my brain and the, the model's hands, so it kind of is my response. Very advanced. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like it's like a T eight hundred. So Terminator from the first Terminator, not yeah. the Mountain Man, um, but you know the neural network brain. Yeah, now, I'm very familiar. Um, I built a, a sequel to that. Um, how long did it take you to build yours, your neural network? Uh, about five seconds. Five seconds? Mm -hmm. what, what took so long? Were you taking a break? Well, I, I, was, uh, I was having a bit of coffee at the time. So it was, most of that time was brewing the coffee. Ah, got it. All right, well, I'm sure you'll improve next time you're yeah. building a neural network. Yeah, and uh, Ethan, as always, thanks for the value add to the session. Uh, we'd, be, we'd be completely <laughs> lost without you. So uh, we, we talked about the primary stakeholder is the VP of sales. What about the end user? Who, who do you, who's a typical, a typical role that would be using this dashboard? A business consultant. Who? Which is great. Love business consultants. Hitting close to home. I don't love all of them. There's a lot of very dynamic uh, business consultants out there. So, some of them sharper than others, for sure. So, yeah, you, I'll let your imagination run with that one, Robert Feeney. <laughs> so the next step that we're going to follow here is you see we got a, a bunch of challenges, and then we got a bunch of goals. And we got those both for the, the stakeholder and for the end user. We're not going to do all of these, Robert. Obviously, you know, if we if we had more time, we would jump into really understanding what all the challenges are. But what we're trying to do is just to pick up like the number one challenge that this VP of Sales has. And just to give you an example, um, so the data quality is very poor. Another one might be executives don't agree on metric definitions. And you talked about KPIs and, as well, Robert. So, um, you know, I think you probably mm -hmm. have a pretty good idea what you're looking for here. Another one is lacking a single view of all of our sales um, and then no business value derived from existing reports. So it's kind of like that's the kind of level that you know, we're thinking of for a, a stakeholder challenge. Uh, how about <clears throat> they they don't they don't always know what are the incremental outcomes that lead to meeting a KPI. So if let's say the KPI is um, sales growth this quarter, simple enough, right? Yeah. They, they don't necessarily know what are the different, <clears throat> excuse me, the different activities that the consultants need to take on to be most effective at growing the sales. So we could say lacking, maybe lacking transparency into KPI le levers, levers. I don't know how to Yeah, that. like which, which ones are the most effective to pull? Okay. okay. And 
Nick, as you're writing that down, are, are you going to, just to get Robert prepared, are you going to look for a second one as well? No, we'll just do one. Thanks. Okay, mm. transparency into KPI numbers. Okay, and how they, and, and impact. What's the impact? So, like, you know, the neural, the neural network is imperfect. And sometimes the connection with the hand models doesn't work very well. <laughs> so we got that. But imagine we got, you know, you, you might end up with, with doing, getting a load here. Um, but I really like the focus that you have on KPIs in, in this case, Robert, because mm -hmm. you're already kind of just getting right down to brass tacks. <clears throat> Oftentimes yeah. the challenges are kind of skirting around that, are not even getting that far. Um, how about a goal? How about a goal for the stakeholder? Um. The goal for the VP stakeholder is actually to drive that growth. So let's say you could say, if you want to get really specific, say 5% growth uh, in sales for a quarter. Quarter over quarter? Yeah. See that, Nick, a value add? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. Give you a medal later. Uh, okay, in sales. Yeah, thanks for distracting me. Yeah. Yeah. Operating a neural network interface with a, yeah. another entity is, is hard enough without having to listen. Nick, what what, what ver I feel like you're on version zero point zero zero one with the neural network. It's it's an emerging field. You know, early days. <laughs> okay, great, Robert. That's great. Um, so mm -hmm. let's do the same thing for the the consultant, the person. You know, they're the feet on the ground. Um, you know, they're they're the ones that are trying to enact. The, the goals and the strategy from these stakeholders. What challenge mm -hmm. do they currently face? What challenge? It's uh, what to focus on. So it's it's knowing. So let me let me say it long form, and maybe you can synthesize it. It's like a consultant is thinking, "All right, I've got I've got to bring in new clients, and I got to deliver really well to the current clients, and hoping that the current clients will give me renewals." And, uh, and then there are some changes going on in the organization where they're asking me to go after new markets. I don't know which one I should be spending my hours of the day in. Would you say it's so which activity are you, it sounds like you're talking about activities, which activities should we focus on yeah. in, in, in probably scenario dependent? Yeah. That are going to be most effective to getting that KPI. Yeah. Okay. So let's say poor prioritization of activities to maximize sales, let's say. Yeah, that's an interesting way of saying it. Because yeah, if I'm confused about that, I don't know which way, then it is poor prioritization. I yeah. like that you said that it that's a good an interesting way of putting it because like the word interesting can be construed in several <laughs> different ways. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, like revelatory that kind of that's probably where you're going to Revelatory. Trans, trans, that's transcendent. that's exactly <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah you know robert you know you know this yourself but oftentimes you know we can just flip a challenge into the the, the inverse and give it a goal um mm -hmm. but do we want to what i really liked with your previous goal your stakeholder goal is it's specific it's measurable and mm -hmm. maybe we could do something similar here with with the the goal for the end user Oh, I see what you're doing. So you're going horizontally across right. like that. I got it. 
Uh, so a goal for the end user is to increase their sales, um, you know, their, the personal sales they bring in. So let's say, <clears throat> let's say they're, they're looking to increase their own year over year sales by uh, 10%. Nick, can I ask you a question um, about this? So it's like, a, it's just leading off of uh, the increased sales 10%. So that is their end goal. But like the real end goal is uh, to grow their career through increase of sales or to make more money through commission. So when, when you're looking at it, like how far down that that path do you want to go for the goal that you're putting out there? That's really good. That's really mm -hmm. good because uh, like that gets down to the personal motivation and absolutely. Um, so let's let's talk about that a bit. Let's, so let's say to advance career to, you know, to get the next promotion. To get promotion. That's really good. Now, now what we have to do here is we can see that we've got, you know, some goals lined up here. We've got stakeholder goals, we've got end user goals. Are they in, are they in alignment? You know, and we can say, well, absolutely. These first two goals here, so drive 5% quarter quarter growth, very much is in line with, you know, assuming the numbers work out here, but that the person with the boots on the ground is trying to also increase their sales numbers. So perfect fidelity there. Now, if we didn't have this, if that was gone, and our only goal is that, then it's like, well, yeah, it might align, but it mightn't. You know, so there's no clear definition right. or path to have that alignment. So that's why that's great. But this one's also good. Just, it is a goal. It is a goal of the, the business consultant. But also, you know, why are we doing it in the first place? If the sponsor or the stakeholder is not going to get something out of it, then, you know, we're going to have challenges with adoption down the road. They, you know, and, and what we might see here is you yeah. might have a, you know, a dashboard that's really useful to the end user, but that the stakeholder is not going to continue investing in it or make more iterations because it's not moving the needle for them. I'm sorry, Robert, you wanted to say something there. Well, you, you have me thinking as I'm looking at the geometry of this, if you were going up from getting a promotion, then I would say, you know, stakeholder goal there might be reduced churn of my sales force. Nice. You know, it's making, making it you know, keeping salespeople incentivized um, by their promotional track. Love it. Are you taking notes, Ethan? Um, I, the, yeah, just seeing the interaction of Robert, as well as just the well, value that he adds. I, I think through my neural network is actually, I am getting Robert to say the things that I want him to say. <laughs> it's some fine puppetry. Yes. <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> And this is like this is like hundreds of miles apart. Robert's in San Diego. I'm in San Francisco. This is like this is like uh, like true like uh, in the future technology. Yes, this is. The, you were looking for that word of in the future, right? <laughs> Robert, please please turn off that neural network connection once you leave the call. You're right. yeah, that's right. There's a danger there. Yeah, I got it. So we've got... I get ethanized. <laughs> Dropping some there. Love it. Yeah. We've got a we've got a very high level, very high level set of requirements. Super high level. Uh -huh. um, just in that we've defined in broad strokes who the personas are. Often where we can go astray here is we might, we might have. You know, trying to design a dashboard for too many end users or like too many different personas so it's not going to be valuable to anyone 
are, you know, we might go too much in the weeds where we're designing too many dashboards for too many personas and we can't maintain it. So, you know, I, li I like the way this is looking. It's, it's nicely broken up. Um, the roles are discrete and we've got good clear goals, measurable goals. The great thing about this is we can see once the dashboard's built, we can measure the progress. So a KPI we absolutely have, have to have is going to be, what is my increase in sales? So that they can log in and see what that is. So let me be so bold, Robert. Um, the next stage we're going to take here is to go and take a look at the questions that we're going to have answered. And, and the idea here is they have to be natural language. So just in simple Irish and just frame the question like, like someone from Ireland or anyone else in the world, because obviously it's a global language at this point, um, would just naturally be able to understand. So we want people that are deep in like data science to go, I, I know what that means, all the way to people who, are, let's say, no, no desire or no tech, technology background to also understand yep. and have a seat at the table. So yep. and, and Robert, um, uh, Nick is uh, fluent in uh, Portuguese, so if you don't want to do it in Irish, Portuguese is another option. <laughs> Nick's like not even smiling at all. It's like, it's, it's true. It it's fact. I mean, yeah. working with neural networks is just a matter of downloading the language. And yeah. Right, look, but let, let's not do it. We might lose the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime in the future, even. That's yeah. In the yeah. future. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off the first question here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna align it to that goal, and I'm gonna say, um, you know, what is my current sales performance? Right. Just as like, where are we? Or am I tracking towards my sales? growth goals. We could do that. Uh -huh. Okay, so let me just see. Put that in one. Am I tracking? To my sales goals. Okay. Now, this is not an ideal question, because it's kind of lacking specificity. And it sounds like mm -hmm. this is what often happens when, when dashboarding with like, People who can be very technical um, and people who can be very non-technical. There's a gray area. So what we might find is, okay, it's a great question, but we might have to break it down into a little bit more detail, but we don't need to do that just now. We'll get to that in a few minutes. So I'm gonna take that question and I'm gonna park it over here, just in a little parking lot. I'll mm -hmm. have a stack of questions that we're gonna have. So Robert, I'm gonna put you a little bit on the spot here and just see, mm -hmm. is there you know, a couple more questions that you could think of that you'd wanna be able to answer with this dashboard and that is specifically for the end user persona that business consultant uh yeah i to the point of getting a promotion the question i'd have yeah. if i were a consultant is um am i do, do i do i know what the target is you know what's the target i have to hit to get that promotion Yeah, no, you nailed it. Yeah, and I, I liked how um, your first question was one that you said was not a good question. That was really well done, Nick. Do you have any more uh, examples of bad questions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like um, Ethan, why are you so valuable and, and offer great insights? <laughs> hey, look, 
I'm here for the beauty, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> no, That's awkward. That that was a bad question, even. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you have a another question, and it you know, Robert, it might be one that isn't aligned to a goal, and that's totally fine. Um, you know, it could be something like we might get really specific. Um, like I, I, in, in the opening, you talked about. I think you mentioned NPS. Did you mention that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's a great one. So so what what is what is the NPS? Yeah, what's the net promoter score? And because I mean, a lot of times consultants not even really tracking that. That's awesome. But if yeah, very good. And you had then also mentioned another one, which was you know you were talking a bit about the um, you know the, the the levers. Yeah, what are the levers that we can we can pull? Yeah. Which, um, so uh, maybe you can synthesize this one. A couple of things that would come to mind are like, am I doing the thing that's going to get me the most sales? So it's, am I pulling the right levers? The other ones might be, um, I don't even. Robert, as you're thinking, um, Nick, how, how specific do you want to get on that? Is it like, you know, do you want to talk about, okay, so am I having the right meetings? Is my delivery going well? Um, do I need to go to new networking activities? Um, did you want to get into that sort of specificity, That's great. Nick? I love it. I love it. Let's keep going. That's perfect. Yeah, and those all that's exactly where my head was going to, Ethan. It's like I sure. I don't know if I'm sure. doing the right things, right? And uh, and then also there's always this thing in the vagary too of like, am I doing what my organization thinks I should be doing? Mm-hmm. That's a good point about alignment. Um, mm -hmm. Just because you think it's right doesn't mean the org thinks it's right. And if you bring it in through your methodology, will it be as appreciated if if it's through the organization's method? If it's not through the organization's methodology. Yeah, exactly. Love it. So it is a power session. We've got enough questions to get started. The beauty of this process is we don't have to get everything spot on right, right from the get go. We can tweak as needed. It is, it is very agile. It's a highly iterative process that we're going to use here. Um, so let's start just what we'll do next, Robert, is we're going to take these questions here and we still have opportunity to break them out into more detail, but we're going to make a first pass at these. We're going to look at them and go say, okay, well, how important are these questions? And we've got a few ways that we might want to measure these. So the first one we might want to look at is, well, what's the business value of being able to answer that question? And the rating we use, we could, you know, could use one to 10, whatever it is. We use zero to two. It's a, it's a very small scale. And zero is to say absolutely nothing. And two is to say, hey, high value. And then one is, yeah, yeah, okay, mixed value. The reason is we don't want to get hung up too much on, hey, is it 7.5? No, I think it's 6.7. Right? We want to avoid that. We just want broad strokes. So we're not being super specific. We're just kind of going off the finger in the air. What do we think it is? So let's say answering this question, what is the net promoter score? What value would you give that? Um, so let's say, let's say, 
Are we yeah, looking yeah. at two, three, four, or five as the score you're talking about? We're looking in for terms a, of value. A zero, a one, or a two. Oh, sorry. I was looking at these numbers. A below zero, a one, or a two. And that replaced Nick's old methodology, which was a zero through 272,000 scale. Finally optimized. Well done. That's great. <laughs> so so the, a, a zero, one, or a two, and with the two being the highest value, Correct. I assume? All right, great. So, uh, so let's say knowing what the NPS is, let's give it a one. Okay. Old. The next thing we're going to do is do you have a sense of how available that data is? Again, zero doesn't exist. We're going to have to go find it. Two being, mm -hmm. yeah, it's ready available. And one being, it's going to take a bit of work. It's there somewhere. There's data quality issues, right? It's not straightforward. Um, so for, for this question, what is the NPS? Do you, how do you feel about data? I think it's readily available. Okay. Yeah. So we can go with a zero on no data issues. Mm -hmm. So let's then look at level of effort. So to answer that question, so you're saying the data is readily available. Mm -hmm. So probably not a lot of effort to go get it. Is it fair to say, or would there be a little bit of work required? And it, it doesn't necessarily mean just because it's available, it's easy to get. That would take no effort. But, um, how are you feeling about that? About how easy it is to get? Sorry, you, you'd cut out a little bit there. Yeah, how um, easy how it is to get the data. Yeah. Um, I think it's relatively easy to get that data. Yeah, I mean, the, the NPS scores are usually out there, so okay. yeah. So let's give it a let's give it a zero. And then finally, do you think there's any cost associated with doing it? So, for example, you might need to hire a consultants. You may have to put one of your team working on it for you know ten hours. Now, whatever it is, do, is there any associated cost of being able to get to that data? Um, my experience is, is some, sometimes there's a little bit of time just to get the right person to finally go find it. It's not that it isn't so readily available, just not everyone knows it. So um, maybe put a one in there. Okay, we'll give it a one. Cool. Yeah. So, so what we do, you know, time, time allowing here, Robert, we would go through and do the exact same activity for all of the questions. Yeah. And we'd end up saying, okay, well, you know, this one has some value. It looks like it's relatively easy to do. So let's put it in our current iteration. Let's wireframe for this. And design and build against that mm -hmm. and we might find okay well you know this one looks like it's easy to do but it's got no business value you know people requested it okay um maybe just put that in a parking lot we're not forgetting about it it's there okay but we're not going to execute against it right out of the gate and we might look at this one here and say okay am i tracking to my sales goals i might say it's high value but it's also a lot of effort and there's huge data issues so let's do it in the subsequent okay. iteration for the purposes of our activity here, we're going to assume all doable. And we're going to take all of these. And we're going to move on to the next step of okay. our wireframe. So I'm going to grab this. Okay, so this is our board for doing the wireframes. So we take our questions. We just lay them out here so they're, they're easy to see. And the idea with the questions is that you've, you've basically just identified what's going to be the level of effort, um, you know, how, how readily can you get that data? Exactly. Yeah. So what's realistic? Right. Like, you know, if we wanted to go build a dashboard now, what could we build? Like, what could we do right now? I see. Instead That's of telling folks, hey, you yeah. know what, can you wait six months before you see anything? It's like, well, can you wait a couple of weeks? Now, wait a couple of weeks, you know, we're going to get out the highest priority, easiest to do things. But we want to get... Yeah, great. Out. 
Yeah. So you're you're doing it in an agile way, so you can, and, and that's got to be great for the customer too. I, mean, I know when we're working with customers too, and we want to get them, we 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 try to help them see data in real time, and that is not always the way the customer thinks. They don't even always know that data can be uh, visualized in real time. Oh, we got to wait till we come to the end of some waterfall project and look back. And so yeah, this as you go is I'm sure really beneficial for them. Awesome. Perfect. So that, that's exactly the way we need to go. So let's look at the, the general approach you tend to take here. There's a couple of ways we can do this, Robert. We can go take a question by question. And this is the way I like to do it. If you know, you have plenty of time and you can, you know, really explore each of these questions. So, and I'm going to quickly talk about what that looks like. So we would say, okay, what is the NPS? And then what we'd want to do is let's figure out what the person needs to see in their own words. And we're going to stick with natural language. What do I need to see? Well, I might need to see um, the actual NPS score and I want to see it over time. I want to see if it's going up or down and okay. Right. And we might say, okay, well, look, is there a KPI associated with that? And NPS is obviously easy. NPS is a KPI. So we would say there is a KPI. And yep. so let me just do that here on the spot. So we're going to say uh, NPS. And I'm going to say, you know, 7.3, just as an example, just, just put a directional number in there. So people know, is it a percent? Is it a dollar? Is it a number, you know, ballpark? We're obviously not, not trying to connect with any data here or, or represent anything that's factual just to show a visual direction. Then we might sure. look and say, okay, well, Robert, is there any way you'd normally like to filter on that? So, you know, as the end user, maybe you want to look at it by geography. Maybe you want to look at it by a certain type of product. Maybe there's other ways you want to slice and dice NPS. So is there anything that comes to mind right now? Um, yeah, delivery, um, just on delivery of um, delivery of an SOW. So customer satisfaction. Yeah, customer satisfaction. Okay. So let's do CSAT. But is and that, is in that case that in this, sorry, Robert. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Is that how you would filter? Like you would, you would filter on customer then, right? Um, may on a, on a per customer basis. Yeah. And, and also, um, I mean, what I'd be interested in as a consultant is, am I, am I getting them to want to renew? Okay, you know, that's so, what I'm really aiming for for my organization, right? So let's do that. So let's go, go here. The action that we want them to get them to perform. So you can see here we have a question. So great. What's the NPS? But what you're getting at is so what? Like, why should we care about NPS? Because we want people to convert. We want to increase the sales. So we want the buyer. Right. Uh, want buyer. to increase spend, let's just say. Okay. So that's great. So we're getting like just straight mm -hmm. to it, the so what, okay, why are we doing any of this? And, you know, when we look at this, this mixture here, we're still lacking a chart. We still need, you know, what do we need to see? We've got a KPI. What chart would the consultant need to see in order to help them understand <coughs> better the NPS? but also help them take, help the 
drive this action and this behavioral change that you talked about at the start, which is ultimately we're trying to help the buyer make a decision that's going to increase their spend. And does it, you know, the way I like to do that is you know, like we can talk through a couple of these charts, right? So we can kind of look at these and go, okay, well, bar chart, you know, maybe not for this. Um, I always try and like to use firstly explore this type of chart, which is a bubble chart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. it can be a really quick way to say, okay, well, if we have a lot of customers, mm -hmm. which ones are maybe most likely to spend soon, which ones are easier to get over the line? So kind of like a prioritization mm -hmm. for the consultant, where should they spend their time? Not that they're working on all different projects, but that might be more an executive view for them. A dot for a consultant might be activities. So what things should you do now that are going to have the highest impact of getting a buyer to increase? Yeah. Spend? Right. So maybe down the X axis, it might be, you know, impact. What do we think the impact of this activity is going to have on increasing spend? And the Y axis might be, um, you know, duration, how long, how, how much effort it might take to do that. Um, size could re mean yeah. what's the dollar value? What's the dollar figure it could relate to? Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, so let's say something in the bottom right, like this dot here, something in the bottom right would be, okay, here's something that could um, have a very large chance of converting because it's far to the right. It's not far up, so it won't take a lot of effort. And the potential dollar return is large because it's a big circle. So your consultants would be looking for activities that are in the bottom right, that are going to get biggest bang for the buck, biggest chance of getting the buyer to increase their spend and also mm -hmm. helping them prioritize their activities. Yeah, got that. That's great. And that's real specific. And I was thinking of another one, even generally, like as another chart, uh, it would be interesting for a consultant to see what, when there historically have been changes in the NPS score, what is the correlation exactly like that? What is the correlation to renewals or, you know, upselling to another program or something? If, if there is some sort of historical trend to that, or if they seem disconnected, that might tell us something that's missing. Correlation to NPS and sales. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So we're already starting somewhere here where we've got a KPI. We've got a filter and we probably want to add a few more there. So we've got this first one is, uh, what should I focus on? Mm-hmm. Should I focus? They can see, okay, historical impact of actions they've taken. I love this chart, Robert, because they can think, what did I do last week? What did I do two months ago? Um, so let me just put it back up there. What did I do two months ago that mm -hmm. had a large impact? Right. And it's like, oh, I can see the correlation. I can see those things that I did, you know, based off what the dashboard was telling me to do are actually driving my NPS yeah. score up over time and my, the, the conversions up over time. So I can see that relationship between NPS going up and sales going up. Yeah, that's terrific. Love it. Okay. Okay. So move that over there, make it a bit easier to see. Okay. So we've got a couple of charts. So, okay. So look, we got, we got some action going off the NPS. Let's look at another one. 
um, am I tracking to my goals? So let's look at that. So we can say, okay, am I tracking to my goals? What KPIs, can you think of any other KPIs we'd want to see for helping a consultant track to their goals? I, I liked where you were headed with the other when we're talking about the bubble chart like the, okay so I'll give you a context when when I'm dealing with a customer who is trying to work out how to increase sales they're trying to figure out what behaviors of human beings what ha what does the human have to do every day over and over and over again in order to hit that KPI and as we talked about with the levers you know we, we don't always know which ones are going to be the most effective to pull, right? So whatever chart we could put there would be one where it's like, if I pull this lever, you know, here's the correlate activity around sales. Those we pull the other lever, there's a correlate to the activity in sales, growth in sales. And just to be more specific, an example would be, I did great delivery and that led to the client wanting to work with us more. Right. Love it. Okay. So there's a few candidates for that. Um, and, and like this is a way I'd like to work through it. Robert as well as you know it's just like as we see these you know things might come to mind as to which ones might work well so there's a couple I picked out um, so firstly mm -hmm. I'm thinking tree map in each square so this big big green one would be okay we did that a lot we did that activity a lot let's say it was um, mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's pick a task or activity which was client outreach <coughs> we have frequent client outreach that had a very big right. positive impact or like we did it right. a lot and it's green mm -hmm. because it converted sales. Now, conversely, you might have another one, which maybe is made a lot of cold calls. Let's just say, I don't know, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, we did a lot of it, but it's red because it had no impact. So this could be one way where we can help kind of prioritize. We're not saying it's a, it's a solution in and of itself, but it'll give the consultant a pretty good idea organizationally of how other consultants have been successful in increasing sales. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the other one I pulled out for that, and I, and I just want to like talk about the thought process because I, this chart might not work at all, but it might be over time. You know what? You know activities I've done. Well, it didn't help increase sales. It did help this month. It didn't help this this month but this doesn't tie it down to any specific action, right? So it's kind right. of- Right, it'd be more high level. Exactly. In isolation, not that useful, but working alongside other charts, it might be beneficial to us. So I'm just yeah. gonna park that there. Sure. I, th I think this one is good. Um, you know, the, the tree map where we could say, you know, what activities had the biggest impact? Mm-hmm. One that comes to mind, for example, is uh, uh, sometimes a, a consultant uh, doesn't always uh, have it intuitively. Like, when do I go in and workshop another idea? You know, they get, we get so busy in delivering, 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 right? And it's like, well, okay, at what point do I turn around to the customer and say, here's what the future starts looking like? Love it. So how about next best action? Just like cutting right to the chase hey, this is what we think is your next best action for your customer, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, you know, and because maybe, you know, it's an, it's an imprecise science. So maybe it's a top right. five, right? So we just say next. Yes. 
action. Okay. Okay. So we're getting somewhere here. Uh, by default, I usually like to have a, a table in there. Might not be appropriate, but to get to that row level detail, you know, maybe it's a, you know, client by client, you know, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. client contact number, their email, yep. the last thing that we did with them, da, 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 whatever it is. Um, yeah. Right so, right. so, okay. So we could just do like say client, uh, client details. Right. Yeah. And or program details. Yeah. Got it. Okay. then working together the nice thing is is they're all focused on we can see with this one question well, two questions because it's the NPS as well we're able mm -hmm. to tackle some of the challenges around what if the question's very gray it's very fuzzy that's fine it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be one chart per question if it's very fuzzy we'll just end up with more charts like this right that's going to help us answer the question so as we're thinking about this, uh, is it fair to say, so yeah, we got customer as a filter. Are there any other filters you might think of that would, you know, so it would, would we filter by program? So we click that filter and everything updates here on the, on the visuals. Yeah. Yep. By program, by client, I think that's, that's, those are great filters. And then you'd probably want to do it by, uh, by time as well, like by quarter or by, by year so that it's aligning with the, uh, what the VP is measuring. And something that we do, it might be a little overly granular for here, is like when when we're helping a customer, they're getting right down to what are the human habits, and we've talked, we've touched on that a little bit here. But like, you know, we'll get down into things like attitudes, like, and how do you deal with an attitude? Well, what we're what you're crafting here, Nick, is is great because when you show exactly what are the different outcomes that you have to get to that are going to make the biggest difference, then you play that back to your learners, in this case, you'd be consultants and say, here's what makes the biggest difference. Please do that. And, Ooh. and then it starts because you're showing them the data in a dashboard or whatnot, or sharing that data, they're going, Oh, that's, that's evidence. Okay. And attitudes start to shift. I love it. So let's, uh, let's look at that and see, like, just trying to think of a way that we, you know, it's kind of replayable, like you said, you know, how would we visualize mm -hmm. that? Um, I think like, that that chart is kind of getting there the the tree map you know, mm -hmm, like right one of the things that we've done it is more action oriented rather than kind of the attitude but i wonder is there a way of capturing that data you know more of an in a free text style that mm -hmm. you know, like what are what do you say you know what are people saying are the things that made the biggest impact you know and it's like maybe attitude comes up or mm -hmm. persistence or you know you know what that makes me think of uh, that shows up in sales a lot is what to listen for Right, like the salesperson's. What the, what do you listen for in, when the customer says that you're like, oh, that's a need, and I know that we can fulfill on that, X Y Z way. And a, a good corollary to that is what questions to ask. Yep, that's kind of the reverse of it. Yep. Love it. So let's let's drop that in as well. So and as you're doing that, Nick, we're, we're running a little bit long. Um, bear with us as we, uh, as we close this out. Yes. Questions to ask. 
so that can work nice nicely in tandem with the next best action right so you know i might filter on next best action down here right so i'd say next best action is to do blah here's the questions that would be related to that next best action or maybe you know here's the uh, what to listen for for that next best mm -hmm. action when you should introduce it Right, so we got a very nice interplay between all of those charts and um, folks i know i know we're we're tight on time here so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it there robert i hope you got like you got a bit of value out of this activity obviously you know it has to be more extensive right um to get where we want to but you can see taking some of those high level questions how we can get to a wireframe here yeah and what's what's beautiful about what you've done here nick is that that you have mixed together in a single dashboard, what some people would call like soft items versus, you know, like m more, you know, concrete things to measure. And when you've got all those put together, it starts painting a picture. That's great. Actionable right. one. Yeah. Especially when, you know, when you called out, like, you know, bringing stuff being to be actionable, like how do we get to make mm -hmm. free spend and having that as the anchor point for anything that we're visualizing, you know, like we've got a lot of charts on this, on this tab, we'd probably end up breaking these out a little bit. We'd add a few more KPIs, you know, and, and I know they're important to you that you'd probably come up with them pretty easy, right? Where you just end up with that interplay of KPIs and charts all driving to a specific action. And we might have a separate action per per tab of the dashboard or trying to, to drive elsewhere. But I'll, I'll stop there. I'll, I'll hand it over to Ethan. Nick, that, that was great. Just want to um, uh, bolster that last point. It actually works really well into what um, Robert's a company does um, around driving new behaviors. Um, and, and Nick, that's what, what you have there and we got to um, towards the end. And I think that that like a lot of value in what we just did, especially the actions that are going to be driven through this activity that we just did. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Nick was with us. He is, oh, there he is. Um, I thought there was a, a, a hole in the neural network. Um, yeah, right. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it was great. I, it was an honor. You two are a lot of fun and, uh, and I'm, I'm sure any company would be honored to have, to have your hands all over their business, Nick. Nicely done. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. We'd love to have you on again. You're, you're a great, uh, great sport, lots of input, and uh, it's only as good as, as, as your input is. So thank you. Right on. Yeah. You're welcome. So Robert, you've been between two consultants. This is uh, Ethan Silvers uh, from my neural network. And, uh, I'm Nicholas Kelly being operated by Ethan's neural network. <laughs> That's right. Thanks everybody the for future. <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, take care. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Logic 2020's Between Two Consultants. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe so you can get each episode delivered directly to your favorite podcast app. To learn more, visit our website at logic2020.com. You can also find us, Nicholas Kelly and Ethan Silvers, on LinkedIn. So give us a follow. See you next time.